Welcome to Show Me South County, a podcast that shares the stories behind businesses, people, and neighborhoods that make living in South St. Louis County awesome. I'm your host, Kevin Dewey. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into today's episode. I am really excited to introduce you to my guest, Corey Perlin from Irene's Floral Design in Oakville. Welcome to Show Me South County, Corey. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kevin. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get started by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I've been the owner of Irene's Floral Design for a little over four years now. I bought the business from an existing, um, it was an existing business, bought it from a different owner in October of 2016. Uh, Maybe I should have been a florist all my life, but I actually chose another career field before I um, was seduced by the glitz and glamour of radio and television and all forms of media when I was in high school. So I elected to major in broadcasting media. I've got both an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree in the industry and uh, was fortunate enough to work in radio for a few years here in St. Louis at a little station you may have heard of called KMOX. Um, Yeah, that was actually my first job in, uh, in in media. So I was ruined from, you know, there on out, but (laughs) worked in radio for a few years. Then I left St. Louis um, and worked in TV for several years, moved around the country. I was a television news producer. Um, And then I switched over to the promotion side and I was um, a promotion TV producer for several years too. So worked in four different markets um, at six different stations, had a lot of good and interesting experiences, but that's not an industry that you can grow old and gracefully. And, you know, as luck would have it, it turned out back in my hometown of St. Louis as a single mom with a special needs kiddo. And the jobs I had in media always required me to travel, and she did not like it when I was away from home. So when the opportunity presented itself to purchase the only floral business in Oakville, my hometown, um, I decided to give up my career and do it. So we're four years in now. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So so did you, I guess, you know, what drew you to the florist industry? Like, you know, you said you maybe you should have done it all your life. Like, have you always, like, had an interest in, you know, horticulture and just in flowers and that kind of stuff? Or, like, kind of tell me a little bit about, like, how you even got into it to where once the flower shop became open, you were like, gosh, I would love to, to do that. I just always loved flowers, loved receiving them, loved sending them, just always loved and appreciated flowers. And, you know, I've always been attracted to creative industries and needless to say, you know, floristry is a creative industry, just like broadcasting and media were once before. Um, I had also been self-employed when my daughter was born in the early 2000s. I wanted to try to figure out a way to stay at home with her. So I started up Um, a business that I worked from home. It was actually an e-commerce business where I made little girls hair bows and sold them. And I had that business for six years until she got into first grade and then I sold the business. So I, during that time, I got in touch with the pluses and minuses of being self-employed. And, you know, media is a career that attracts a lot of crazy creative types. And after having worked for most of them over the years, I decided that if I was going to work for a crazy creative type, I might as well just work for myself. (laughs) Um, So uh, like I said, the opportunity came out of nowhere, um, but it didn't take me very long to make the decision. And um, 
I've always loved flowers, but a little interesting footnote is that my great-grandmother was a florist. Um, she actually had a shop on Cherokee Street um, for several years in the 40s and 50s, and then she had this shop on her front porch on um, Mount Olive in Lime, which is, it butts right up to Mount Hope Cemetery. So she actually had a little greenhouse there and a florist on her front porch and operated her floral business from there. Now, she had stopped doing it by the time I was born, so I don't have any memories of her doing it, but I always knew that my great-grandmother was a florist, and my family has gotten a huge kick out of the fact that I am, you know, carrying on the family tradition by being a florist myself. Oh, I bet. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, so it's in your blood. <laughs> Sort of, yeah. <laughs> That's great. So did your great-grandmother, did she, you mentioned she had a greenhouse. Did she like grow her own flowers and everything there? Is that where she got all of the flowers that she sold? I, well, I don't, I think that was more for plants. I don't think she grew flowers. Um, but, you know, it's been so long ago, I don't really know. It's, I don't even know the name of her shop that she had on Cherokee Street, which kills me because I would love to know what her business, you know, was <laughs> named. But it's been so many years ago and the family members who were alive back then and would know that information are no longer with us. So yeah. it's, it's a mystery. Sure, sure. So speaking of like where you get your flowers from, I guess, where, where do you get, that's always kind of fascinated me. Like, where do you get your flowers from? Where, where is everything sourced from? You know, the majority of it is sourced from overseas, and that's um, when people question me about the cost of flowers, because flowers aren't inexpensive. Um, sure. You know, the answer is most flowers that are grown domestically, but the majority of them are grown overseas. And, of course, they have to be flown in, and they have to be refrigerated, and then they have to make their way from the coast to the Midwest. So, needless to say, there's a, a price tag that's associated with all of that before they and then, of course, you know, I've got a, a kiddo to support and employees to pay and keep warm. So you have to make enough profit to make your business make sense. So that all adds up to why flowers tend to be expensive. But, uh, yeah, the majority of them, um, roses, the roses I get mostly come from Ecuador. Um, a lot of Gerbera daisies come from Canada. Um, some flowers, come, we, we get it wrapped in and tissue paper, or I should say newspaper with, with Asian letters on them. So, okay. um, so they, they come from, depending on the variety of the flower, they come from all different places. Gotcha. Nice. So, so how does, how do you balance things as far as your receivables and like what you, you know, order and, and how to take orders? Like how, to, how does that juggling act work as far as like not ordering too much that you have so much waste? You know what I mean? Like how, how does, how does that balancing act work? Well, I mean, in any business where there's perishable product, you're going to have to throw some away. It's just the cost of doing business. Um, you know, I know restaurants, you know, have to throw away the food that they don't sell, for example, and, and, and we have to do the same thing. Um, now that I've been doing this for four years, I have um, a little bit more of a gut instinct about what to order and what not to order, what types of flowers sell at certain times of the year and, you know, so forth. So now I'm getting a little bit better at making those estimates on my own. But, you know, every year you have to, when it comes to the big floral holidays, like, you know, for example, this Mother's Day is the biggest floral holiday of the year for us. And it's always been really big. Um, but I had no idea this past year until it happened that because of COVID and because people weren't, you know, traveling to see each other for Mother's Day, yeah. that everyone, everyone was going to send flowers instead. So 
it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And, you know, towards, towards the end of the Mother's Day holiday, I was just trying to get whatever flowers I could get my hands on because people wanted to send their mom flowers and we didn't want to disappoint them. So, um, you know, so that was interesting. Um, Thanksgiving was much bigger this year than it normally is for the same reason. I'm anticipating that Christmas um, will be the same. But Valentine's Day is on a Sunday this year, and that is historically, from what I've read, um, the slowest day of the week for Valentine's Day. So, really? Yeah, because, because typically you send your significant other something at work. That's usually, uh, okay. That you know, makes sense. And, and not everybody is at work on Sunday. So we will see how that goes. It'd be interesting anyway, just even if it was during the week, since everybody's working from home now anyway, right? That's <laughs> And, you know, face it, a lot of the, a lot of what factors in to sending flowers on Valentine's Day is that you want your significant other to be showing it off at work. So yeah. um, if you aren't in a, you know, an environment where you're in front of other people, needless to say, that's kind of lost. So For it'll be sure. interesting to see how this year goes. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, of course, we all know, you know, about the, the popular floral holidays, but as far as like everyday flowers, are there any kind of like special arrangements that you guys have just, you know, for every, you know, just for spur of the moment, um, you know, spe special occasions like birthdays and that kind of stuff that you keep on hand? Like what are some popular, just like, you know, good go-to items that you would recommend a lot of times in your, in your shop? Well, we're a full service florist, which means basically we do everything. So, okay. Um, you know, everyday business usually consists of your typical birthdays, anniversaries, but, it, you know, a lot of everyday business is funeral work, of course. Um, and, you know, and weddings are pretty much year round now. So we also have weddings year round. So our cooler is always full of fresh arrangements that you can stop by and take a look at and take with you. Uh, we have a lot of walk-in business. But, uh, you know, also we have a website that has plenty of designs on it if someone wishes to actually pick out the exact arrangement that they're sending. So our website can be utilized for that. And, you know, because we're full service, we just, we have all those balls up in the air all the time. So, you know, basically if you need, you know, whatever occasion you need flowers for, we're able to get it for you pretty quickly. Cool. Yeah. So like for, you know, weddings and events like that, what type of lead time typically do you need for, um, for an event that's going to have like, you know, more, I guess, a, a bigger bouquet or, you know, more, um, I guess for bridesmaids and that kind of stuff, a, a larger assortment of flowers, what kind of lead time was good for you? Well, you know, I have had weddings that booked over a year in advance and then I've had brides walk in the week before their wedding and they're like, Oh, you know, I need some flowers for my wedding next week. <laughs> So, you know, I've had it at both ends of that spectrum. If, if the bride is choosing flowers that aren't um, your ordinary average in-shop flower, we need some time to order, you know, those specialty flowers in. Um, so that usually requires at least a month's notice. But, you know, we all start to the point now where we are getting too full on weekends and we have to start turning weddings away. So, uh, because of that, it's best if brides do book with us as soon as they can. Um, this next year is especially complicated because so many weddings postponed this year. And, yeah, we've already got a couple weekends next year that I can't take any more weddings for because we are entirely booked. So sure. uh, it's, a good pro it's a good problem to have. Um, yeah. We offer we also have a partnership with Andres, which is located right across the street from us. 
Andres has 12 locations now, and they are the largest provider of wedding receptions in the state of Missouri. And um, we're honored to be the only florist that they recommend to their um, to their brides and grooms who are utilizing their their facilities. So uh, about half the weddings we get are from Andres, and you know that's a a really special and great partnership for us to have with another Oakville business. And yeah, uh, I love it. It works really well for for both of us. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's really cool. Yeah, I, di I didn't realize you know that Andres was that. I knew they've been expanding over the years, but I didn't realize that they had that many locations and they had that grown that that large. That's awesome. They they have, and Andres actually is one of the most um, practically priced. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of weddings these days are kind of going towards the wineries or the barns or, you know, some sort of rustic outdoor setting. And they have that. They have your typical banquet center um, setting. They have lots of choices. And, um, and it's great because they're nice people and they're reasonably priced. And, you know, like I said, we really treasure our partnership with them. Very cool. Very cool. So what would you say is your absolute favorite thing about running Irene's Floral Design? Well, you're probably going to laugh at this. Um, I thought, I thought when I bought the shop that weddings would be the most fun, but I actually, my favorite thing to do is to work with families who are planning funerals. And I think that's because, you know, flowers are something that comfort the family on the day of the visitation and the funeral. And mm -hmm. um, I find it comforting to help families make those choices for flowers that are significant to them or significant to the person who just passed. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like one of the last things I'll ever do for that person. And sure. it, it seems very, when someone comes in and wants to plan funeral flowers with us, you know, I feel like it's a privilege to, to, that they chose Irene's to, to perform that task for them. So uh, it, it probably sounds odd that, that I like funeral work better than anything, but I, you know, I like the good feeling that it brings us to do something, you know, that hopefully will comfort that family on a really difficult day. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that makes total sense. I mean, it, it, you know, like, I think everybody, you know, whenever you go to a funeral, you, you don't know what to say. You know, a lot of times you're just, you know, there are no words you can say a lot of times, you know, to comfort someone in that moment. But if you come, you know, with flowers or if you send flowers, that just, that's an immediate, like, you know, great way to, to just share how much you care. And I mean, most of the time, you know, if you send flowers, the first thing they say is, oh, thank you so much for the flowers you sent. They're beautiful. And it's, yes. you know, and, and so that you're, you're focusing on a positive thing and it's an uplifting thing. So that makes total sense that you take so much pride in that, you know, and that gift that you can provide. So that's awesome. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, will say to me, well, I don't want to send flowers. They're a waste. They'll be dead a few days later. Well, you're trying to comfort that family. Yeah. And if those flowers bring that family comfort that day, you're accomplishing your goal. So, you know, I think the more flowers there are at a funeral service, the more you feel that that person was loved and appreciated. And, you know, to me, it's just nothing but comfort that, you know, that you get from, from doing something like that. So, like I said, it's my favorite part. For sure. No, that's great. So can you give us some tips and tricks about caring for flowers? So, you know, say somebody comes into Irene's, gets some flowers for their significant other. What are some things they could do to the flowers once they have them in the house to, you know, prolong their, their life? 
a lot of people don't know what they can do to properly care for flowers. So the first thing they can do is to lift the flowers out of the vase and trim the ends of the stems every day or two. What that does is it forces the flower to drink more water and the more water the flower drinks, the more hydrated it is, the longer they're gonna last. So that's really good. What happens is the very tip of the stem starts to get a little mushy. Um, and when you cut that off and have a fresh tip then at the end, it will suck up more water and it will last longer. Um, another great thing to do is to change the water. Um, water does begin to grow bacteria in it after a day. And the more bacteria the vase gets, then the faster your flowers are going to die. So to change out the water is always a great way. Um, fresh water works better and it's gonna prolong the life of the flowers. And a lot of people ask about flower food. You know, does flower food really work? You know, when you pick up a, a wrapped bouquet at either a florist or a grocery store, there's usually um, flower food rubber banded, you know, to it. People yeah. ask me if that really works. It does really work. And as a matter of fact, we put flower food in every bucket of processed flowers that we have. And it's in the water of every vase that goes out of our shop because it really does prolong the life of flowers. Very cool. Very cool. Good to know. Yeah, I knew that, you know, um, you know, you should cut the ends off the flowers when you bring them home and put them in. But I never even, I don't know why, but I never thought to, like, it would make sense to cut them every day. So would it just, just like a quarter inch, half inch, like how much should you cut off every, uh, every day? If you can just cut enough to get that mushy stuff off okay. the end, that's, that's what you need to do. Gotcha. Yeah, good tips. Good tips. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your, your time today. And I guess before we close out, what is what would you say your, your favorite thing is about owning a business in South County and in particular in Oakville? When, when I first started, when I, when I first bought the business, I didn't realize how much joy I would get out of doing nice things for our community. And um, it's something that I learned right away, really restores your humanity in people when there have been several occasions where, um, you know, a couple of times when police officers have been killed in the line of duty or something like that, that we have, um, we have decided to do some sort of charity um, fundraising. Uh, this, the, in the past four years since I bought the shop, we've had three police officers killed in the line of duty that had some sort of connection to South County or to Oakville. Yeah. And on each of those occasions, we have sold blue bows. Um, we, we buy the bows and then we take donations and people take the bows and take them home and put them on their trees or on their mailbox or on their subdivision entrance signs or whatever. And then we take all that money and donate it to backstoppers to help support these, these slain police officers' families. And when, when I put on Facebook that, you know, we're, we're giving out blue bows today, please come by and make a donation. And people stream in the door with 50s and $100 bills and just drop it in, you know, the jar without question. Yeah. It just, you know, it's one of those things that really restores your faith in humanity and you know i have learned that people in this community can be extremely thoughtful and extremely giving um, when you give them the opportunity so um, i really enjoy being able to you know to occasionally raise money for you know an outside charity 
and use Irene's as the conduit to do that because, um, you know, it's just, it's plus plus, you know, it makes you feel good. It makes people feel good that they're doing something. And, you know, that's what, you know, that's what flower shops are about there, you know, with the exception of funerals, you're usually sending flowers to make someone happy. So it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge blessing to be in a business where most people are, you know, are calling you to make someone happy. And even in the case of a funeral, as we've already said, the people you're sending to may not be happy, but hopefully they're comforted by your, your thoughts and your efforts to, to send something, you know, to the funeral. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of businesses out there where that are such, that are as feel good as a florist shop is. So um, when I say it's a privilege to have a florist shop, I really mean it. Um, it's, you know, certainly there's challenges that come with owning a business. There's no doubt about it. Not every day is perfect, but the, the positives far outweigh the negatives. So feel, feel very blessed to be in the position that I am in. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, thanks so much for being a great part of South County. And what's the best way for someone to learn more about Irene's floral design and to, you know, see what you guys offer and to, and to place an order with you? Sure. We've been in our new location for just over two years now. We're located at 4315 Telegraph Road. Uh, for, the, for people who like landmarks, we're in the same strip mall as Blarney Stone, and we're right next door to Oakville Butcher Block, across the street from Andres, across the street from Dairy Queen. Um, so we're in a really a good location. Uh, lots of people pass us by every day. And if you don't want to come in the shop, uh, we are allowing a limited number of customers in our shop right now due to COVID. But we have, you know, a website that's open 24-7. That's irenesfloraldesign.com. And you can always call us and place an order um, as well. We're open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday. And we're open on Saturdays from 9 to 2. Perfect. And what's that phone number? 314-200-3351. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put all your links and the phone number and everything in the show notes as well so that if somebody's driving right now, they didn't have a chance to write that down, um, they can just go to the show notes and click on it or get the phone number that way. And that way they can uh, get in touch with you guys nice and easy and uh, hopefully make someone's day. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. We really appreciate the opportunity and, and love what you're doing for South County. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for being a great part of South County yourself. I really appreciate it. Have a great thank day. You. you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Show Me South County. If you're digging the show, please share it on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to it in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. 